I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen. Human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. And it's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter, at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time for the off-season roundtables. I love doing these every year because I get to talk to so many awesome people, some people that have been on the roundtables multiple times, others who are first-time guests like my guest today, somebody who is a hardcore Jets fan, grew up on Long Island, but now he's out in L.A. He's a little famous, little famous, been on TV, Survivor twice. He was on regular Survivor and then Survivor All-Stars, and now he's got an immensely popular podcast called Rob Has a Podcast, also has a website called Rob Has a Website. I have to give him credit because those are very creative titles. <laughs> of course, I'm talking about Rob Sesternino. Rob, thank you so much for coming on the roundtable, man. Really great to talk to you. Oh, uh, thank you so much for having me, Scott. I just I really appreciate everything that you do, uh, giving me a daily podcast to listen to uh, during uh, the Jets uh, season and the off season. And watching these Jet games are hard, but listening to all these Jets podcasts is a uh, great joy. Well, I really appreciate you saying that. And I have to tell you, the one thing that popped into my head when I first realized we were going to be speaking was I need to know what's been harder for you. Was it surviving the island on Survivor or being a lifelong Jets fan? 
Yeah. So on uh, Survivor, you go potentially 39 days without any food or comfort. As a Jets fan, you go 10 years without playoff appearances. I'd say that the 10-year sentence is harder. I would say that being a Jets fan, you get plenty of food, but there's not a lot of comfort. Is that fair? <laughs> no, Very little comfort. It, it is short-lived, if, if any, but uh, maybe now it's a, it's a new day. Let's hope so. And in fact, let's get right into that. Before we get to Robert Sala and his hiring, let's talk about the Gase era. Reflect on that for me. I know there weren't a lot of Do positives. <laughs> yeah. the, the Gase era was so rough because that nobody felt like it was going to work, you know, from the start. Like there was never a period where you were feeling good at any point where, you know, he came on and of course, like, you know, everybody knows like uh, nobody was excited. And then he had that press conference and the first press conference was just so bad. Nobody has ever botched the first press conference like he did and there was never any degree of confidence uh from anybody that Gase was gonna be good and then he gets off to like a really terrible start and Sam Darnold has a mono and they're just like uh, not even competitive in those games and I guess you got like a little bit of a glimmer when they went on the run at the end of last year but you know everything uh, just felt so terrible and I just I do wonder, though, you know, like if we're all in on Joe Douglas, I guess, like is the major contribution that Adam Gase did. If we look back at this, like that, is that he somehow brought in Joe Douglas. That's something that I think is the silver lining. A lot of people are clinging to right now. And it's sort of like we were saying back in the Kotite era, for as bad as Rich Kotite was, at least he led the Jets to Bill Parcells, perhaps. Adam Gase did something similar with Joe Douglas. We still have to find out, though, Rob, if Joe Douglas is the real deal. I know. The results are promising so far, but we don't know for sure. This is going to be a huge offseason, and he took his first major step hiring Robert Sala as the new head coach, former San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator. What do you think? I mean... I have not studied Robert Sala from his uh, time as 49ers uh, defensive coordinator, but, you know, everything that you've uh, read and heard about him, you know, uh, going back to the podcast that you did uh, previewing him as a, a candidate, you know, you, you didn't hear one thing that was negative about Robert Sala. I mean, I, I love just his whole demeanor. Uh, I love that he, while he is not necessarily like a player coach like uh, in the traditional sense like he lets like the players do whatever they want like he seems like somebody who's going to come in and really respect the players and just bring a level of accountability to the coaching staff that you never had with Adam Gase who was like the ultimate like uh, you know blame somebody else for whatever is going on so I, I think you have to be very excited about Salah. What do you think they should do with Sam Darnold and what do you think they should do in general at the quarterback position yeah. going forward? So I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like that I am very much like a passenger on this uh, Jets experience. So I really like the team does what it does. And then I try to talk myself into that. OK, well, this is actually a, a good move. Uh, I'm, I'm a Mets fan also. So I'll, I'll try to talk myself into like, oh, maybe the, uh, you know, Edwin Diaz trade. Uh, like, eh, maybe this is not that bad. You know, maybe it'll come around. And so. 
I, I don't I really don't know uh what they should do, but I, I do think that there's probably a better possibility than I feel like that people are giving like in the fandom and podcast world that I really could see them rolling it back with Sam Darnold. Like I I, I feel like that everybody is really psyched to, you know, take one of the quarterbacks, whether it's Wilson or or Fields, but like I, I just feel like that based on like the little bit that we saw out of Joe Douglas and um, you know, he he loved trading back in that last draft that we saw. I feel like that the organization loves Darnold. And I think that one of the reasons that maybe it clicked with Sala and the organization was when they came like I feel like that Joe Douglas and Chris Johnson felt like well, we really we prefer to keep Sam, but look, what are your thoughts? And I feel like that Salah said, as a defensive guy, like this wasn't really where like his focus was on that side of the ball. Like I think he felt like, okay, I can live with Darnold, and I think that that was one of the reasons why they all clicked so well. Let's talk free agency. Obviously, this team's got some needs. You don't go two and fourteen and have a roster that's strong enough that you don't need improvements. So, what do you mm-hmm. think they should do? They've got a lot of money in the off season. Any areas where you'd really focus? Well, I feel like that they definitely need uh, somebody else on the offensive line, uh, whether that's going to be addressed in uh, free agency or during the draft. And then you really would, I don't think this is a hot take at all, would love to see them bring in another wide receiver where uh, if they could bring in somebody like Allen Robinson or you know just another another real receiver to uh play again, uh you know alongside of Mims that I think that that would uh you know really help to open up the passing game. Rob, what about the draft? They've got a bunch of draft picks. They could trade back from number 2 if they want, get even more draft yeah. picks. The Jamal Adams trade has given them a lot of flexibility. What do you think? Do you think they should package some picks to move up, package some picks to move down, stay where they are? Any specific areas you'd like to see them address in the draft? I trust Joe Douglas that uh, he did, uh, I felt like a really good job in the draft turning like the picks into, I don't know what they started with. If they started with like seven and ended up with 10 players or something like that. And I, I think that we're just going to see a lot more of that from Joe Douglas and, uh, and, and that's his MO. And I just feel like that it's going to be very tempting for Joe Douglas not to want to trade back from two if there is like, um, you know, if they feel like that they could make this work with Darnold somehow, like I feel like that that is uh, tantalizing for Joe Douglas, who we saw he just he loves trading back so much and accumulating uh, more picks. And we need so much help. Rob, we've established that you trust Joe Douglas. You trust Robert Sala, at least for the time being. What about ownership? Woody Johnson is back now. Christopher Johnson's still going to have an active role. Are you nervous at all about them meddling? So I didn't get the sense that Chris Johnson was a meddler. Like if anything that Chris Johnson was like, uh, was not meddling enough where that he like felt like, Oh, all right. Adam Gase is a, he's a good enough guy. Let's like, you know, let it go through the whole season. And I feel like that he like really did not want to, you know, step in, in the middle of the season and make a move to get rid of Adam Gase. But it's so weird with Woody coming back into the mix where, you know, Chris Johnson has been, been running this thing but Woody's the one signing the checks and at some point like Woody is going to want to have his uh stamp on the whole thing so I-, I really don't know what that means in terms of uh Woody I feel like that maybe that's the kind of thing that might 
manifest itself more in uh, free agency where Woody, you know, he really wanted to get Revis back. And I wonder if like he's going to necessarily want a star. And, and maybe that could be like a good thing in terms of like really pushing for Deshaun Watson, where we know Woody loves stars. Scale from one to 10. How confident are you that when we have this conversation again next offseason that you're going to be doing it with a smile? <laughs> I I think that I am probably, uh, you know, a, a nine, I would say. Wow. That I, I think that I have no expectations going into the next year. I feel like that, you know, two years from now feels like the season when we're really going to be, okay, now is our our season where we're really competing. And I feel like that this is kind of like a house money year coming up where, you know, as long as the Jets are not a garbage fire in uh, 2021 and there's improvement, like I think that this still is about building the roster. So I, I think it should be very easy to improve on this uh, two and 14 disaster. Should hope so. It couldn't get much worse. But then again, we said that before, and of course, <laughs> it's gotten worse. So the life of a Jets fan, always trying to survive season to season, something that you know very much about because you were on Survivor, not just once, but twice. Rob Sesternino, who is the host of Rob Has a Podcast and runs Rob Has a Website. Thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Got to tell you, I would love to come on your show, but unfortunately, I don't know anything about reality TV. However, if you do launch a spinoff pizza podcast, please let me know because I would love I to be a guest on pizza. that. Uh, pizza and psych and, uh, you know, uh, lot, lots of uh, TV. Uh, so, someday, Scott. I'm in. Anytime you want to talk about pizza and psych, just let me know. For those that want to hit you up on social media, maybe talk some Jets with you, and, of course, check out your awesome podcast, let them know how they can do that. Sure. Uh, we're talking about all things uh, competition, reality TV at uh, Rob has a website and I am at Rob Sesternino on uh, Twitter. That's uh, tough to spell. So you could just look up Rob has a podcast. I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week you're here is in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Since this is the first edition of the offseason roundtable for 2021, I knew I had to bring my A game. You heard from Rob Sesternino, that's an A-plus level guest. But I knew I had to do even more than that for this episode. So I went out and got myself an award-winning reporter. Unfortunately, I don't think he's got the scoop just yet on what the Jets are going to do at quarterback this offseason, but I do think he's got his own opinions on what they should do. Two-time Emmy Award winner for New York One, Mr. Roger Clark. Roger, thanks so much for coming on, man. Oh, Scott, thank, I am, I, this is uh, I'm very exciting for me because as a longtime Jets fan, I, I've never done this before, so very, I, I, my podcast, usually I talk just to my son and my wife ignores me about the Jets, so <laughs> this is good to be able to have, actually, actually have an audience, it's good. <laughs> there are many people who unfortunately have had to do that over the years and they've yes. given us many reasons to rant and rave and carry on and I'm hoping that they give us some positive things to talk about so that friends and family members don't dread when the Jets are brought up in our presence. So let's talk about what's going to happen from here. But before we do that, we have to talk about where the Jets just came from, the Adam Gase era. Roger, was there anything positive you took out of the last two years with Adam Gase? You know, it's crazy. It's, it's funny because we went to the first game last season when you could still go to games, of course. And it was me and my son and he's, he's not, so he was eight years old and we, we were sitting in a section of all bills fans. They were drunk off their, you know what? And they wouldn't shut up. And it was like, I was like, this is, this is horrible. I was like, I, I can't believe that we got stuck in this section with all these bills fans. Then the jets started winning the game and CJ Mosley was playing great. Right. It was, I was like, Darnold is playing pretty decently. Josh Allen didn't look all that great. And I was like, wow, maybe, this is this is okay, and then the second half happened. Mosley gets hurt. You never saw him again, right? Mm-hmm. And then he opted out this year, and then Josh Allen goes crazy, and the rest is history. The Jets last year terrible, so I can't, I, I can't think. Of, I just I, I really from the first moment I saw Adam Gase in that press conference, I just had no faith in him. I hate to say it, and I just didn't see anything happening. I really had more a lot of faith. I thought Sam Donald was going to be okay, and he disappointed me. I feel like he's a good kid, as they say, as a, but as a franchise quarterback, no, you know, he just didn't really, uh, I don't know. And all, all kinds of things like it's a point you know, I mean, it, it's, it stunk losing Mosley. I think he would have been a great addition last year. We thought Chris Herndon was going to be a good tight end and, and come around. He showed flashes and then he was gone. And I mean, uh, I don't know. It was, you know, it, 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 it no, I, I just don't have, it was pretty rough couple of years to the point where Scott, like, you know, my, my little boy who I love and I've taken him to games since he's four years old, which I must be out of my mind taking him to this crazy Jets game. <laughs> he, uh, he said to me a couple, you know, this season, a couple of times, like, dad, why do we root for these guys? Like what, what's, and I was like, I don't want to lose him. You know what I mean? Scott? Like, I don't want to like, I don't want him to jump ship. I can't lose my son to another team. <laughs> so I hope things get better. Roger, if it makes you feel any better, your son sounds like a young version of me when I started going to games <laughs> when I was a little kid. 
and I stuck with it through all the madness. So maybe he will too. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But let's hope that the madness stops and the Jets start to turn the quarter and become good because then it's going to be a lot easier for your son to stick around with the Jets and watch the games with you and get really emotionally invested. And I wanted to ask you about what you think the Jets could do to that end to make things better. You mentioned Sam Darnold and being disappointed with him, hoping he would be a franchise quarterback and then seeing the results and not bearing that out on the field. Tell me what you think the Jets should do with Darnold and at the quarterback position in general. There are obviously a lot of potentially exciting options beyond Darnold. Would you consider sticking with Darnold or do you want to move on from him? And if so, what are your thoughts on what they should do? Well, here's the thing. Like this, this was a rough season. I cannot stand rooting against my own team to lose. So we can, and and the whole point was. And now I went to Syracuse um, for college, so I'm a football Syracuse football fan. And I saw Trevor Lawrence dismantle us for the past like three seasons. So I know what the guy could do. I've seen him what he could do at Clemson. So I was like, wow, how great would it be to get this guy as our quarterback? But at the same time, you hate you hate every week rooting for your team to lose. Though it wasn't it wasn't hard to because they lost anyway. They they just didn't you know. All right. So in the end, that went out the window. We lose. So, so what's count? Discount that. At this point, I mean, if we could pick up Deshaun Watson, I mean, I know it could cost us, especially after considering what we saw happen with the Stafford and Cobb trade. <laughs> I mean. I mean, oh my God. I mean, they, they, you know, the Lions, you know, I mean, forget about it. The, the Rams gave up a lot of stuff for, to get Stafford, which, and he, I mean, I mean, he's good, but I mean, it's like, wow. But can you imagine what the Jets may have to give up for Watson? I, all right. But that being said, to get Watson, I'm, I'm good with getting rid of Darnold. Now, that being also, if we can't get Watson, and I, from, I, I don't know, all indications say that he does want to come here. I don't know. I'm okay. I, I mean, you talk about, you know, like Zach Wilson from BYU. He's, I don't know. I, I don't know, but I, I, I might, I, then the other thought I had was like, oh, well, let's get Devontae, you know, Devontae Smith from Arkansas, Arkansas, Alabama. I'm sorry. And, and have, you know, maybe Darnold throws to him and, and maybe that changes things. But I, don't, I, I just, you know, I like Sam Darnold. I feel like he's a nice guy. Like, you know, I like, I want to go like have a beer with him or something, but I don't know if I want him to be my quarterback anymore. You know what I mean? know exactly what you mean. He seems like the (laughs) nicest guy in the world, and I don't know whether he'll be a successful quarterback for the Jets or somebody else, but you do hope that regardless of where he ends up, whether it's here or in a different uniform, that good things happen for him because he just seems like that type of guy that you would want to root for. There's nothing negative that he's done as a person here, and he carried himself with class the whole time he was here, even as he was getting criticized. So I totally understand exactly what you're saying, but I wonder if the new head coach, Robert Sala, is going to want to move on and get his own guy, whether, as you said, it's Deshaun Watson or drafting somebody. And we'll talk about the draft in a few minutes. But first, I wanted to ask you about Robert Sala. What are your thoughts on the hire? And what do you think of what you've seen from Sala so far in the press conference and in interviews? Well, you know, it's it, one thing. One thing that was interesting about this season, you know, and in the old, when I'm I'm old, I'm 53. So in the old days, they would have the Jets at one, or the and the Giants at four, or vice versa. Now they 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 they've been putting the Jets and Giants at one at the same time. So you get a like I'd always get a good national game at four, 
And I've seen we had a lot of Niners the past couple of years, and I've watched Salah, and and, and I like this guy. I, I, I did something about him. I love his energy. He just seemed like even before we knew that we were getting him as our head coach, I, I, I there was something about him. That I was like, this guy's good, you know. Like he he just just he has it. You could see it. And then when the press conference was on, I mean, it's very rare that I watch. I love football and I love the Jets, but typically I'm not like a press conference watcher because I mean that's what I do for a living. So I gotta watch press. Mm-hmm. he was great he was dressed right <laughs> he said all the right things he had the energy and he just seems like a good guy and he was like such a departure from the gay press conference i mean we all know i don't even want to go i i it's i think it's mean to say what we're all thinking about the gay press conference <laughs> but but he was great and i i'm just like this is my coach like i like this guy i want this guy to lead my team and that's exactly what I thought. So I'm willing to go along with any ideas that he has to change this organization, to, 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 to turn this thing around so we're, that we as fans have something that we could be proud of for the first time in such a long time. You know what I mean, Scott? Yeah, 100%. I think it's night and day, at least so far, between Robert Sala and Adam Gase. And the reaction has been so much different. I've talked about this several times, Roger. I did a poll right after Robert Sala was hired, and I said, the hiring of Robert Sala is good, bad, or somewhere in between. And 96% of the people that responded said good. We've both been Jets fans a really long time. I don't know when the last time 96% of Jets fans agreed on anything being good would have been. (laughs) I mean, maybe Parcells, right? I mean, you know, when Parcells came on board, I mean, we all knew his, you know, because he was, he was doing it right here in our town, you know? So Mm -hmm. it was, we saw what he did with the Giants. We knew he was impressive. And, and um, that was the, you know, the, I still have a, it's, it's funny before I worked in New York one, I worked at a small station up in the Poughkeepsie area. And I'll never forget the day that I was, I was literally riding in a parade in a convertible, like in a small, one of these small town parades. And it was during the game. I had the game on the radio when, um, when Testaverde got hurt. 99 mm-hmm. right after they had gone almost beat denver in the uh-huh. afc championship game and the next season was supposed to be the year we were going and then he he got hurt and we had tupa as the quarterback mm-hmm. and i just remember being i'm driving in this parade i'm supposed to be throwing candy to kids and being happy and i was so miserable <laughs> <laughs> i was like the season's over it's the first game i could have it was brutal so i don't know i don't I, you know what i don't want to go through that again you know never again I remember that very well because Tom Tupa was actually winning and they took him out in the fourth quarter and put in Rick Myrer because they had oh. used Tom Tupa as the backup quarterback technically to save a roster spot because he had been a quarterback in the past, but now he was a punter. And so Myrer, who was in all actuality the real backup, wasn't eligible to play until the fourth quarter. And so when they put Myrer in, they ended up blowing the game and losing. And in fact, they were 8-8. Eight and eight. If they had held on and won that game, they would have gone to the playoffs that year because remember with Ray Lucas, they ended up getting really hot That's at the end right. and winning four games in a row. So it's just kind of funny that if they had stuck with Tom Tupa they may have held on won that game and ended up going to the playoffs I still remember Keyshawn Johnson in the press conference after the game pounding his fist on the table when he's being questioned by the media saying this is terrible I can't believe this our season's over which is not what you want to hear as a Jets fan but I think at the time he spoke for so many of us who were so upset because as you said in 98 they were this close and everybody thought 99 was going to be the year especially after John Elway retired and then of course 
everything goes down in a negative way. And that seems to be the story of what happens for the Jets so many times, Roger. But we are hoping that with Joe Douglas at the helm and with Robert Sala here now, it's going to start to be different. How confident are you in Joe Douglas as the general manager of this team? Everybody seems to be optimistic. Are you very optimistic as well? Yeah, I, I, I like him. Um, I've heard him. Uh, thankfully, I'm able to – a lot of times when I'm in the morning, when I'm doing my segments and then I'm moving to the next segment, a lot of times I, I, I watch – I listen to the fan with, uh, you know, Gino and Bo- Gio and Boomer. And uh, I, I've heard a couple of – he he comes across to me just as well as – as solid does. I, I like his attitude. You know, he seems like, you know, he's a, you know, like kind of like, you know, lunch pal kind of guy, let's get it done. Let's get it done. And there was just so much he was going to be able to do for this past season. I mean, and look, face it, all the teams were up against it with, with, with coronavirus. It was a very strange time. I mean, I don't want to make that the crutch, but you know, it was, it was, it was tough for, for all the teams. We, and for the Jets, it just – but, you know, anybody who thought going into this season that there was any kind of hope of them being successful was out of their minds because we just didn't have the squad to do it. You know, it wasn't it wasn't there. You know, it, even with – I mean, if Darnold had, the, the, the like, some kind of superstar Joe Montana kind of season, it, it still wouldn't have mattered. We just didn't ha- – he didn't have the people to throw it to. He didn't have the – you know, Frank Gore is our running back who's a legend. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame, but that's not the guy you want as your, your, your main back. Yeah, there was just so many possibilities. So I like Douglas. I think he's going to make the right moves and the right decisions. I I, I don't know what's going to happen with the Watson thing. Like, are we how many draft picks are going to have to give up? <laughs> we have so many draft picks now. It's great. Like, it's cool. Like, we can get a we can really put together a good. You know, they're doing the right thing so far. But yeah, I like them though. I, I like I like what I like the team we have together. Now, do I like the, I don't love the ownership, frankly, mm-hmm. um, Scott. But that's a whole not, that's my life. I'm a Mets fan too, and I I did not like the ownership for many many years. Now I don't know what's going on. I mean, that's a whole other. That's a that's another podcast, right? <laughs> oh, that's for sure. And I'll tell you this: as far as Jets ownership, many people have expressed the emotion that you just did as far as ownership of the team. But as I like to tell everybody, we're not shareholders in this team. We're just customers. So the owners yeah. are going to do what they're going to do. So we have to hope that they make the right decisions. And like I said, the arrow seems to be pointing yeah. up right now with Douglas and Salah. So let's monitor what they do this offseason because this is going to be a big one for Joe Douglas. As you said, tons of draft picks, a lot of money, brand new head coach that he was instrumental in hiring. What do you want them to do in free agency and the draft? They have a lot of needs, clearly. One of them probably quarterback unless they decide to stick with Sam Darnold. What would you like to see them do in the draft and in free agency? Yeah, well, look. They, he, they definitely got it right with with Makai Becton. I mean, he's I think he's great. Uh, maybe add another great offensive lineman, and then you you're set. Then you protect the quarterback. This is one of the issues we've had over the years is 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 Darnold running for his life basically constantly. Um, you know, he there's just there's just so good he was ever going to be if he has no protection. So we know that. Um, we need some, maybe another weapon. I I loved what I saw out of Mims. I think he has a great potential. I actually like Braxton Berrios too. I think he could be like an Edelman kind of receiver. I know it sounds crazy. It a lot of people might consider him like kind of a throwaway player in a really bad season, but to me, he he has some potential. But we'll see what happens. We'll see if he sticks with the team or not. But I think yeah, um, Chris Herndon to tight end. 
he's so it's very wishy-washy with him i would i miss mickey Schuler, and if you're old the old folks remember mickey Schuler. i like that big solid tight end i feel like so mm-hmm. many teams have such a did like a good receiving tight end who could just you know barrel through people and make great catches if we can find a tight end like that who whoever our quarterback is going to be can get you know and you know with the quarterback scott it just it really depends on you know it's such a tough one it depends on on what i don't want i know with, with the dating of the show and everything but it depends on if we get watson or not um i'd rather get another quarterback in here uh, zach wilson seems okay obviously lawrence is out the window but i, I don't know i think I, I you know and now we just saw that big trade you know is there someone else is there another you know for quarterback we can get who's experienced and can can you know can come right out there and and make an impact that's that's the big issue but i i like you know i mean quinn and williams much better this year. You know, I thought Paraman showed some flashes out there. Marcus May is great. You know, if we can get another guy in the bat in the defensive backfield, that would be helpful to stop those, you know, they got picked apart a lot of times this season. I think it was pretty obvious, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, yeah, I think we add, add some to the offensive line, give whoever the quarterback is going to be some weapons. It's tough to talk about the quarterback. I, I running back Adams and Johnson showed some flashes too, but it would, maybe it would be, if we can get somebody who could run the ball too, I'm guessing Gore is not going to be around next season. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be an interesting offseason, and I agree. I don't think Frank Gore is going to be here unless he comes back as a coach. I guess that's always possible. Yeah, he had a great impact on the young players. From what I understand, you heard a lot of, a lot of the young players talk about and that's always amazing to have a guy at the end of his career who's been – I mean, the guy's – come on, he's going to Canton. We know that. Um, to, to give that kind of example. And even – even when they were losing, I think you heard him in one press conference say, like, I don't want to go out this way. Like he he really he didn't he didn't he didn't like losing. You know, he I don't think he accepted his situation as like his as being his last season on a crappy team and losing every single game. He didn't want to do that. So uh, you got to give him a lot of credit. He's you know, and I'm, I, I would love to have him back as a running backs coach or something. You know, it's great. Maybe he comes back, coaches the running backs. And within the next couple of years, Frank Gore Jr. ends up on the team and he's coaching his son. Crazier things have happened. Really old. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. By the way, I love that you brought up Mickey Schuler before because I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, and they were talking about how the Jets should avoid at all costs ever picking another tight end from Penn State, referencing Kyle Brady. And then my oh. response was, "You clearly didn't watch Mickey Schuler play because you would never make that statement if you did." <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was great. I mean, he was like a Bavaro. He was like yeah. a Mark. You know, the Giants had Mark Bavaro. And 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 Schuler was, I mean, he didn't get all the accolades that that Depavaro got, but he he certainly did a lot. And the Jets had relatively decent success at that time. So I mean, I he's the kind of guy that you know, like I feel like we haven't had anybody like that in a long, long time. Um, Griffin's okay, but you know, it's funny about I think what was it two seasons ago? Griffin was starting to show some 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 bright spots, and then they signed a, he signed a contract and. He didn't, he, I don't, was he even on the, I feel like he wasn't even around this season. I didn't barely saw him, you know? So, um, I love, you know, I, and it's weird. I was a terrible high school football player, but I played tight end. I love tight ends. Like when I was a kid, I liked Dave Casper on the Raiders. I've always been a fan of tight ends, guys who can catch the ball. And even like, I hate to say it, but Gronkowski, I mean, when he was in the Patriots, as much as he killed us every time, but you had, could you not respect a guy who's able to like make the catch and just run people over. I love that. And I want a guy like that on my team. You know, I want to, I want to, you know, I want that guy on my team. Yeah, no question. The Jets could very much use a guy like Mickey Schuler. Incredible hands. 
best weapon they ever had at the tight end position by a wide margin. So maybe they'll go out and get somebody in the draft or in free agency to push Chris Herndon because I don't think he ended up being what we were hoping he would be, at least not yet. Roger, really appreciate you coming on the show, man. You did a great job. I hope you'll come back soon. And I got to tell you, Not only did I know that we were going to get along based on our mutual (laughs) love of the New York Jets, but when I saw you posting on your social media that you were at Spumoni Gardens eating one of those classic Sicilian slices, I was like, this guy is the exact kind of guy that I would get along with because... I don't know how familiar you are with me or what we do on this show, but we talk pizza a lot on here. I'm a big pizza <laughs> guy, and Spumoni Gardens has the very best Sicilian slices. So as soon oh. as I saw that, I'm like, Roger's the man. It is, it is you know, it, to the point where my son now, like, when we order pizza in our neighborhood, because I live in Yorkville, uh, you know, Upper East Side area, and uh, he now wants to order, after, after he tried Spumoni Gardens, he wants to get Sicilian, and I'm telling him, I tried to explain to him that it's not, the same everywhere. Yeah, like, that's right. if, if you order Sicilian at the local, the place around the corner, it's not. No, it's not LMB. So you have to like, you know, relax and <laughs> just like <laughs> get regular. You know, get the round pie sometimes because it, it, really, there's only a couple of places where you're gonna go. And uh, Pizza Wagon, obviously, in Bay Ridge, also has a great square pie too. Yeah, no question. And these are important things to know for Robert Salas. So I hope he's listening because I've been saying this. He's going to need a pizza consigliere. So Roger, you and me (laughs) and Chris Nimbley, the very big deal over at JetsInsider.com. We can all kind of help guide him now that he's here in New York where he can get the best pizza. Roger Clark, reporter for New York One, two-time Emmy Award winner. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. For those that want to check out your work, follow you on social media, talk to you about the Jets get some news from you how can they do all of that twitter and instagram i'm roger clark 41 obviously i was a big tom sieber fan growing up he was my idol sad to lose him this year so roger clark 41 on twitter and instagram and on facebook it's just you know just me roger clark i don't have a special page or anything you just come on and check it out make sure that you're following roger on twitter at roger clark 41 and checking out his work on tv at new york one if you haven't given us a five-star review on itunes yet if you could go ahead and do that for us really appreciate it easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you could go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcasts you know where to go that's turn on the jets digital and turn on the jets.com Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.